Welcome everybody to the second No More Mutants podcast titled Whispers of a Mad Witch. If you guys understand what No More Mutants is, it's actually just a phrase that the Scarlet Witch gives out during the House of M storyline. Using that name, I named my Instagram account. And now because my Instagram account is named No More Mutants, I'm calling this Whispers of a Mad Witch. Today we're going to be going over a little bit of X-Men Apocalypse. I really don't want to get into spoilers for you guys. Somehow it's going to be a little bit difficult, but I'll try to get through it. On a scale of 1 to 10, what did I think about the movie? I gave the movie at least an 8. It wasn't bad. Everybody and all the critics online are slamming this movie. I saw, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like a 40-something. That It's not that bad. It really isn't. Does the movie have issues? Does the movie have, um, is it slow in the beginning? Yes. Uh, Do some of the characters not even get seen? Yes. But it was still enjoyable. I took my dad, my brothers, my my kids with me, my wife. Um, We were celebrating my birthday that day. But everybody enjoyed the film. These are geeks and these are not geeks. My brother's an accountant. My other brother works in construction. My dad's 75 years old and he's a He's an old man, but he loved the movie. Uh, My daughters, who are teenagers, loved the movie. My wife, who doesn't really like these movies but can sit through them, she enjoyed the movie. So I'm giving the movie an 8 just on what I thought. Some of the flaws that I see in this movie are obvious. The characters. I mentioned it a little bit early on. Some of the characters that they are using for promotion of the movie, such as Psylocke, such as Archangel, such as even Storm, they barely get any airtime, and I think Psylocke has maybe five lines in the movie, if that. Archangel, maybe even less. But, again, that is a downfall of the movie. I do not appreciate that. These are major characters that I wanted to see their lore expanded upon, their history expanded upon, them being woven into the X-Men franchise. But they were kind of just... It was a missed opportunity, like somebody posted on my Instagram account. It just really was a missed opportunity for them. Even Archangels, his wings, I can deal with them, but I really didn't even dig them. I'm used to what the wings were in the comic book, that they were complete blades. I mean, like knives. And yeah, he shot out the feathers that actually did that. But I'm talking about the whole feather structure of what you see when he's flying. It it almost... They're very skinny, they're very thin, and I don't know how he can maintain flight with something like that. Whereas in the X-Force, excuse me, X-Factor issues, you can see these things cover a huge wingspan. And yeah, he can maintain flight with that. These things were very skinny. Um, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is another character that I think suffers a little bit. But he does not suffer as much as Jubilee. Oh my gosh, they use this girl for promoting everywhere she was at the red carpet uh events and and she was barely in the movie she had two lines if anything um again that was a missed opportunity i'm not a big jubilee fan don't get me wrong but still if you're going to use this character to promote the living hell out the movie then she should be prominent in it uh the ones that were i really appreciated i really did appreciate cyclops i really did appreciate gene the manifestations of their powers, the way they used them, the characters when they came and their final act and how they were part of it. I really liked it. Cyclops to me is one of my all-time favorite X-Men characters and his relationship with Gene. You can see the blossoming of that in the movie. 
it's not what we're used to in a comic book because it's already been established for years since 1960-something, but actually 70-something because the X-Men did turn off for a while then come back. Anyway, going back to the actual story, they did, you know, flourish a little bit. There's a little flirtation in there, but you can see it, and that's where it's leading, and I really appreciate that. There is a scene that will blow you away, and obviously it's Quicksilver. Quicksilver steals the show once again. He was the best thing in Days of Future Past. Everybody said that. And he was really good. And more than once, too. He didn't just have one scene. He had more than one scene. Um, the, the actor who portrays him did a great job. And I really appreciated how Quicksilver was used in this film. Professor X, Mystique, Magneto. These are the core of the actual X-Men franchise that we have right now today, including Beast, because he is one of the original X-Men since 1963 during the storyline. They're in there. They get their airtime. Magneto's story is heartbreaking. You can understand his pain. You can understand why he does what he does. And for the first time ever in any of the past films since X-Men First Class, you see an actual visual manifestation of Magneto's power. That had never been done before. Every time Eric held out his hands, you saw a submarine lift or you saw him move a satellite or you saw him do something in Days of Future Past and you said, well, there must be magnetic things flying through the air. This is the first time we actually see, have a visual representation in this film of what his powers do look like. They visually look like. And I, that I did appreciate. Apocalypse. Everybody says they hate him. He was not as bad. He really wasn't. I did... Um, like the story in the beginning of the film. They give you a little bit of his origin or they show you part of his origin, but I did like it. They, his character is different than the comic book, given, but all these characters are different than the comic book. Even the relationship that we know exists in the comic book of Mystique and Nightcrawler, it doesn't even exist. It's not even mentioned in this film and it's not even hinted in any way that possibly this is the child of Mystique and, and was the other character that was in X-Men First Class, I think Azrael. But the film was still good. Apocalypse was good. He learned because he obviously woke up in a different era than when he was buried. He had to learn. He used the technology of that time to learn what man was doing, what the Earth was doing. There were a few things towards the end. Once the final act came through that I was like, really? I don't want to give it away, but you'll see it. It involves Magneto and it involves Gene. When you see it, you're going to be like, how the heck does that even work? As for Sophie Turner, I really appreciated her. I really liked her display of power. I really liked the character growing into her power. And even my father, 75 years old, Puerto Rican, heavy accent, middle of the movie theater, quiet as can be. Everybody's watching the final scene. He yells out Sansa because he knows her from Game of Thrones. And he's ecstatic because she's kicking butt. And I really appreciated that. I really liked it a lot. Again, I give this movie an 8. Cyclops, to me, the final scene when you see him and you see all the characters and everybody has new dibs, new garbs, you're going to look at Cyclops' suit and you're going to be like, yeah, that looks good. And there is a secret in the movie. Everybody has probably heard of it, but you will see a little bit of Weapon X. I don't want to give more away about that scene because that was climactic. I mean, 
everybody was leaning forward, including my daughters and my wife. They were like, holy crap. When the scene happens, you're going to know it. You're going to really appreciate it. You're going to really like it. Again, X-Men Apocalypse is not for everybody. People will have their gripes. People will disagree with me. That's fine. You guys can do that. You guys can bash it if you want. But there are others who support it. Even Jean Grey in the middle of the movie throws a pun out referencing X3 of how bad it was. You guys will catch it. And they know about it. Everybody's conscious about this. So they don't want this to be the third X-Men film within this trilogy to be the worst one. But if I had to rate all of them, I'd still give Days of Future Past the lead of this trilogy at the first place. I'd give this one like a second and X-Men First Class uh, third. The reason why I don't like X-Men First Class as much, it was very slow in the beginning, very slow to me. And yeah, they were introducing the characters. I understand it. I don't rate that movie bad. I rate that movie equivalent to this, like maybe an eight. But that one, it was just a lot slower for me. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the film if you saw it. If not, it's okay to disagree. I'll see you guys around in my podcast in the future or if not on my Instagram account. Talk to you guys soon.